Hello, I'm Scott Millis, senior pastor here at Living Word Family Church, and I'd like to welcome you to our podcast. We want to thank you for joining us today, and we hope that today's message encourages you and equips you in your walk with Christ. Here's today's message. Hey, folks. Welcome to Wednesday night. Thanks for tuning in tonight. Trust you're doing well, <laughs> seeking the Lord and doing His will. Amen. I want to continue tonight uh, on the established heart. How many, you know, you'd say, well, how long are you going to go on this, Mike? Well, tonight I'm going to, uh, the title is Called to Duty. How many of you call, know you're called to duty? <laughs> right back there in Mark 16, when Jesus getting ready to leave, the last thing he said, go into all the world and preach the gospel. You know, he didn't just say that to those apostles and that, those people at that time. He said that for all generations, all those that would come to know him. Everybody that has been uh, brought into the kingdom of God has a responsibility. How many of you know you have a responsibility tonight to do what he's called you to do? And he says, go into all the world and preach the gospel. And, and then he talks about the, uh, these signs shall follow those that believe. In my name, they shall cast out demons. And, you know, if they drink any deadly thing, and if they lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. How many of you know those are things we're supposed to be doing? And now, and so we are called to duty. And we, in order to do that, we, we must be established. You know, that word established means to make firm or stable, to be on a solid foundation. Well, in order to be on a solid foundation, you, better, you have to know what you believe. How many of you know it's, 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 it's one thing to, be able to look something up or go to a book. And, but when you know that you know that you know what the Bible says about you, which is first thing, you got to know who you are in Christ. Otherwise, the devil's going to uh, work you over. <laughs> He's not going to, and you're not going to be a, uh, an effective uh, soldier in the army. Uh, so you have to know. That's why in, in the military, they cause you to train over and over and over. It, it doesn't matter which military you've been in. You're going to train continually whatever your job is uh, you're going to you're going to work it over and over and over because when the emergency comes when the time comes when the, uh, it's not a drill anymore <clears throat> you better know what you're doing because somebody else is depending on you how many of you know the lost are depending on you today because they they need to know about christ and they need to know that you know about him so in, a, in other words, we need to know that. Well, the, the, the scripture I've been using all along was Psalm 112, 1, and I'm just going to read it again. You're going to hear it again. <clears throat> Excuse me. Praise the Lord. Well, that's a good place to start, isn't it? <laughs> Amen. Praise the Lord. How many of you know praise will drive back the enemy? How many of you know when you get uptight and you're uh, worried about things, when you begin to praise the Lord, I, I said this Sunday, and I've said it many times, when I think of his goodness and what he's done for me, how could I not praise him? And when you begin to think of his goodness, what he has done, my goodness, he's, he sent his very own son to save us and set us apart. Blessed is the man who fears the Lord. Well, you know what that fear is? It awesome respect and honor. It's not, it's not, I'm afraid of him. No, you reverence him. And when you reverence somebody, you, you give respect to them. It goes on to say, in the Amplified, fortunate, prosperous, and favored by God. You ought to be saying that about yourself tonight. You ought to be saying, hey, I am blessed of the Lord. I'm, I'm fortunate. I'm prosperous and favored by God. Everywhere I go, I'm favored. I, you know, I heard one person say, I'm his favorite. Well, we could all say that. He loves us and he wants us the best for us. Amen. 
And it goes on to say, is the man who fears the Lord with awe inspired reverence and worship him with uh, obedience. You know, it's one thing you say, well, I, I sing praises to God and I, I, I worship him in, in, in church and everything, but are you obedient to do what he's called to do? Because that's mightily important. It goes, he delights greatly in his commandments and delights in God's word. Listen, we've been called for such a time as this. And in verse six, it says, surely he will never be shaken. The righteous will be everlasting remembrance. He will not be afraid of evil tidings. His heart is steadfast, trusting in the Lord. His heart is established. He will not be afraid. Amen. You'll be fixed. His heart is fixed. One, one translation says, your heart is fixed. You know who you are in Christ and you know who Christ is in you. Now you're, you're a dedicated warrior to the kingdom of God. And I, I thought about those things uh, Monday night at prayer. I, I was bringing, we've had some really good prayer meetings on Monday night. Why is that? Because we're praying the will of God for, for, uh, for nations, for people that are on the front lines, for people that are, that are getting the, the gospel out and even at the threat of their own life. You know, that's happening in a lot of worlds today, or a lot of nations today. So we need to be a part of that. But you know, there is trouble. There's trouble all around, but thank God we, we are a people of faith. We're, we're not just people of, well, I don't know what I'm going to do. No, find out what God says. He's going to bring us through hard times. I, I looked up, I went over the, uh, what Paul said in 2 Corinthians in verse, uh, chapter 4, verse 8. He said, well, let me read verse 7. But we have this treasure in earthen vessels. That's the excellence of the power that may be of God and not of us. How many of you know we need to have the power of God in our life? And then he goes on to say, we are hard pressed on every side. How many of you feel like that maybe tonight? Things are coming at you left and right. But he said, not yet, not crushed. Not crushed, not give up, not give in. The Lord is still there for you to help you through, amen? We are perplexed but not in despair. And you know what that perplexes, you don't know what, what, what's coming up at times, you know, which way is up, uh, but not in despair. In other words, you don't get discouraged or in despair over things you can't have control over right away because you give those things to the Lord. That's why he said, casting all your care over onto him. And, and, and uh, Paul said, be anxious for nothing. Why? He doesn't want you to carry all that. He said, I'll help you through that. Goes on to say, persecuted, but not forsaken. You ever think about that? Not forsaken. He said, I'll never leave you or forsake you. That means even right in the midst of your trouble, he's right there with you, giving you guidance, giving you help if you allow him to. Now, why, why do we want to do all that? Because we're called to do something. And if we, if, listen, if, if you, if, if you're in the service, you've been in the service and you know uh, if, if you're overran by the armies of the enemy or even by the fear of the army of the enemies, you, you're not going to be a, a strong, uh, 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 how do I want to say it? You're not going to be a formidable force for the kingdom or for the, the nation. So he wants us not to be in despair, struck down but not destroyed, always caring about the, uh, the body, the dying of the Lord Jesus that the life of Jesus may also be manifest in our body. For we who are alive are always delivered to death for Jesus' sake, that the life of Jesus may also be manifest in our mortal bodies. So then death is working in us, but life is in you. And then he said, and since we have the same spirit of faith. Now listen, 
Paul was saying this, why? Because he had faith in what God had said in his word about him. He would bring him through every situation. And Paul obviously was in a lot worse situations than we were, and many of them, many times over. You know the story about what, how he was left for dead and, and, and shipwrecked and in jail and imprisoned and, and beaten many times. Well, he, he had had it a lot worse than we've had. And yet he said, we had this same spirit of faith that puts us over according to what is written, I believed and therefore I spoke. We also believe and therefore speak. How many of you know <laughs> we're not to be given up here tonight? We're not to give up. We're to be, have a steadfast heart, believing in what God said. He will help us through. Amen? Amen. Now listen, in, uh, uh, Romans 8, 38 says what? Uh, 37 says we're more than conquerors. Well, let me read this part, this part of this passage to you. What then shall we say? To these things now the things he'd been talking about previous to this about things that come against us if god is for us you should say that tonight god is for me because <laughs> you need to know that who can be against us he who did not spare his own son but delivered him up for us all how shall he not with him also freely give us all things what's all things all things we need to pertains to life and godliness everything we need has been provided and we've already got it. Amen. When we got born again, we've been given the keys to the kingdom. Hallelujah. Who shall bring a charge against God's elect? Is it God who justifies? Who is it he who condemns? It is Christ who died and furthermore is also risen, who is even at the right hand of God, who also makes intercession for us. I mean, you know, Jesus is not sitting back saying, well, I hope they make it down there. No, he's praying for us. He's interceding for his, his saints. Amen. <laughs> you got to know that. So if you're going through a hard time tonight, or if you've been going through a hard time, or you're going through difficulties tonight, know this, you're not alone. Jesus is praying for you. He's interceding for you tonight, just as we as Christians need to be interceding one for another. Now, what, who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine nor nakedness or peril or sword? What, what's going to separate us? See, we got to know nothing can separate us. Nothing will separate us from the love of God that's in Christ Jesus. It goes all to say, for your, sakes, uh, for your sake we are killed all the day long. We are accounted as sheep for the slaughter. Yet in all these things we are more than conquerors. Say that with me. I'm more than a conqueror, more than, not just a conqueror, but more than a conqueror through him who loved us. It says down here in the word wealth that I have, the word describes one who is super victorious. How many of you know you're super victorious tonight? Amen. Regardless of your circumstances, you're still victorious in Christ Jesus. Goes on to say, but who is overpowering and achieving abundant victory. Victory's been assured. Amen. For, so you raise your voice to God and say, thank God the victory's assured. <laughs> Praise God. I'm coming through this. I'm coming out. Whatever I'm going through tonight, I'm coming out in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. It says, this is not the language of conceit, but of confidence. Christ's love conquers death, and because of his love, we are overcomers and more than conquerors. Amen? Amen. For Then it goes on to say, for I am persuaded... How many of you are persuaded tonight about what God thinks about you? We ought to be persuaded about 
everything he said about us. That's why we need to know this word. We talked about those things many times over about needing to know the word and have in Christ realities, who we are in Christ. But it says, for I am persuaded that neither death nor life nor angels nor principalities nor powers nor things present nor things to come nor height or depth or any other created thing shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Amen. Amen. So we have to know those things that even though we're going through things, God is for us. We have to speak it out of our mouth, have a spirit of faith about us. Amen. Not just give up and back up. No, we have faith. How do we, what do we do? We have faith in the one who died for us. Amen. Amen. By grace, we've been saved through faith. His grace saved us and, and, and our faith uh, uh, accepted it. Amen. Amen. Let's go on. I'm going to pass go to another scripture. See, we've been called for such a time as this. We talked about this Monday. We've been talking about this every Monday. And I, I, I have to, at prayer meeting, and it says, how do, what are we supposed to be at this time and this hour? Well, Paul wrote over in uh, Ephesians 6.10, he says this. He's talking to, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. How many of you know we're supposed to be strong in the Lord? How do you become strong in the Lord? Well, strong in the Lord, I'd written these notes down from the other night. Live in a dynamic relationship with him. A dynamic relationship. We got to get to know him. We have to uh, renew our mind and, and have a relationship. You know, it's very hard to trust in somebody you haven't spent much time with. You may think you know them, but you, you look, if you don't spend some time with people, uh, uh, that you say you trust, can you really trust them? Do you really know what they think? We've had p people in the ministry that we thought were living an upright life and they went off the rails and did things they shouldn't do. We thought they were doing well, but why we didn't know them that well, right? So you gotta know, but God's, God is true. He's never lied and he'll never lie to you. His word is true. So you can be strong in his power. Why? Because we're no, uh, we're no, uh, a threat to the enemy without his power. He, Satan's been called a master deceiver, and that's what he does. He de he's a deceiver. He, he isn't somebody that, that, uh, uh, that, that he's not trying new things. We know that, but he keeps repackaging any old things and trying to get them to each generation. So we know he's the master deceiver. And then he says, what do you do now? What are we called to do? Well, we're called to put on the whole armor of God. Not just a little bit of the armor, the whole armor. How is this, what's this got to do with the established heart? You're gonna to have to have this to be fixed in the things of God so we can stand against the enemy. It says, don't leave any part off. That's one of the commentaries it says, don't leave any part of this off. It says, put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to what? Stand against the wiles of the devil. Now, the wiles of the devil, when you break that word down, it's, it's deceits and craftiness and trickery and methods and strategies to tempt the believer. It could be in any a number of things, the lust of the eyes, the things that appeal to the flesh and the pride of life. It could be false teachers. You gotta be careful with, you know, the wiles of the devil. He's gonna use every opportunity to trick us to, to get us off, off course, 
What's our course? Our course is to be on, on, the, on the, the, the course that path and course that God has put us on so we can be effective in the kingdom because we are called for such a time as this. We are called for such a time as this. I can't emphasize that enough. It goes on to say, because uh, it says, for we do not wrestle against flesh and blood. Now, Pastor Scott preached a little bit on this here a while back, but I'm, I'm reminding you of this tonight because this is so vital for us to be strong. We're not just a, oh, I'm saved and I'm going to heaven someday. Listen, you need to have, <laughs> you need to be in a point, place where you can be used by God here on this earth and take other people with us, with you. Amen? We're not just to be uh, selfish about this. We need to know that, hey, we got a purpose and a plan. Uh, God has a purpose and a plan and for us to fulfill to our last dying breath. Amen? Amen. I'm, I'm still reminded of my pastor, Pastor Larry. Right up until the end, he was praying for people and talking to people on the phone. Listen, you can be vital in the kingdom until you're gone. Amen? Don't put, don't put off, well, I've got all these problems with me and I ain't got time for anything else. No, you get in the word of God and you get filled up with the presence of God and you get overflowed with the spirit of God and get some joy and get some happiness and get some excitement in your life and say, I will be a, a, a threat to the enemy for the kingdom of God. Amen. You all can do that. Amen. Amen. For we do not, do not wrestle against what? Flesh and blood but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of the age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in heavenly places. Now, when he says don't stri uh, struggle against flesh and blood, how many of you know we're not fighting against mankind, the people? Uh, we, we, we look at our politicians and things, and I know they're making some terrible decisions and, and things aren't going right, but you know, we're not fighting against that. We're, we're fighting against these powers on high, these fallen angels that are out there, Satan's uh, tribe that's, that's infiltrating the hearts of people. That's what we're fighting. Uh, principalities, they're the first ones, the leaders, the principalities are. And then the powers and the authorities uh, uh, and, and demons in, in this lower atmosphere, rulers of darkness of the world, Satan and his demons. That's who we're fighting. We got to know we can't fight them with carnal means, with fleshly means. We got to have a higher power. And who is that? The spirit of the living God. So that's why we have to put on the whole armor of God. Uh, and it goes on to say, therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be what? Able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand. How many of you know when Paul was writing that he was writing this when he was in prison? And, he, and I'm sure he saw these Roman guards every day dressed in their battle array every day. So he's given this illustration to us to give us an understanding of what we have to do in the spiritual realm. See, he was talking about these things. He looked at these things and then he likened it unto the spiritual weapons that we're, we would need to fight these things. And he said to stand. It says to withstand from what? Uh, the word, uh, the verb suggests vigorously opposing, bravely resisting, standing face to face against an enemy, standing your ground. And it goes on uh, to say that with this authority, which he's given us, you know, God's given us authority. That's what we have. We need to begin to use that. Authority stands their ground. Goes on to say, and 
tells us that with the authority and spiritual weapons granted to us, we can withstand evil forces. Evil forces, amen? We're supposed to take authority over evil forces. Stand against the devil. Listen, we're to love God and hate the devil. If you don't hate the devil, you'll, you'll give in to whatever he's trying to tempt you with. Yeah, that's, I've, I've said this before, but uh, what you don't hate, you will tolerate. And if you got a problem in your life and you don't hate it, you'll, you'll tolerate it. If you got a bad habit in your life, you don't hate it, you'll tolerate it. Now, so let's go on and quickly tell what he's talking about here. Here he says, Therefore, take the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand in the evil day and having done all to stand. Stand, therefore, having girded your waist with truth. How I many of you know we've talked about that? We need to know what the truth says. And there's so many lies and voices in the world today. You know that. <laughs> they, they're right now, they're interviewing the AG, uh, the, the Attorney General. And, and, there, and there have been so many lies come out or, and, and things. We, but listen, where do we get the truth? Right here in this Bible. God, let God be true and every man a liar. So we need to know what the truth of his word says. Because why? We have a duty now. You know, uh, uh, over in uh, 1 Timothy, and I think it's second chapter, uh, Paul tells Timothy, now he's a young pastor, he tells him, don't get entangled with the world stuff. Get, get caught up to what I have you to do with the Great Commission. Get the word out. And we see that in the first church. They weren't so caught up in all the politics and all the worldly stuff. They were focused in on getting people saved because they thought Jesus was coming back right away. How many of you know we need to think that, have that expectation too? He could come back anytime. Are we doing what he's called us to do? And I believe you and I can if we'll just take it serious. Amen. It goes on to say, having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace and above all, taking the shield of faith, which, which you will be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Now, here's the next, the last one. This is what, this is the thing that he centered up on. You don't go after chasing demons until you're filled with the spirit of God. Amen. Don't go out there trying to do something yourself. You remember what the seven sons of Sceva did. They tried to do something. They weren't anointed to do it. They weren't called to do it. We got to listen to the spirit of God. When we, when we put on the armor, we have our relationship right with the Lord in a, in a way that we can hear what the Holy Spirit is telling us to do. Then we become a threat to the enemy. Then he says, praying always with all prayer. Now, I've read a number of things about that it, uh, in the commentaries. It says constant prayer. Well, over in Acts chapter 12, when Peter was in prison after James had been beheaded and he was going to uh, be uh, 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 killed the next day, it said constant prayer was made by the church. And then an angel came and delivered him. How many of you know we need to be doing that today? Uh, if you pray in the if you pray in the Holy Spirit, if you've been baptized in the Spirit, pray in tongues. Pray in tongues. Get get get. Let God use you in a mighty way. Well, I don't have time for all that. You don't have time not to do those things today. We're being we're going to be held accountable for what we've done with what God has given us. Amen. Amen. Goes on to say supernatural provision. Pray uh, pray in the spirit. S uh, be sleepless. One commentary said, be sleepless in prayer. In other words, give yourself to prayer at all times. That means every opportunity, every occasion you can. And one of the best ways is to pray in tongues. I woke up the, the middle of the night. In fact, this, uh, this morning, in the middle of the night, about three o'clock in the morning, 
And if something was on my heart and I just began to pray in the Holy Ghost, pray in tongues, that's what he wants you to do. Be available at all times and pray unselfishly. Pray for others, not just what you need. Uh, and then pray for our leaders, our Christian leaders, especially right now, because we need to have people that are preaching the truth. Amen? Amen. But praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit, being watchful to this end with all perseverance and supplication for all the saints. This word means, uh, Paul writes in here in, in the Kingdom Dynamics, Paul admonishes us to put on the whole armor of God in order to stand against the forces of hell. It is clear that our warfare is not against physical forces, but against invisible powers who have clearly defined levels of authority in a real uh, through invisible sphere of activity. Paul, however, not only warns us of a clearly defined structure in the invisible realm, he instructs us to take up the whole armor in order to maintain a battle stance. Don't stop. Amen. I've got a little bit of time here, but I want to finish this. All of that armor is not just a passive protection in facing the enemy. It is to be used offensively. That means when I said, when it said earlier over in 2 Corinthians where he was going through all that stuff and he said, uh, I believe and therefore I spoke. <laughs> well, you know, we believe and therefore we speak. That's what we're supposed to do. Be filled with the presence of God. Be filled with the, the spirit of God and then speak the things. Amen. Don't tolerate things that don't need to be there. You want to pray for your loved one? Get in prayer and begin to say, Lord, I thank you and praise you that I have the power and authority of the Holy Ghost. I'm praying for so-and-so right now. Go over and pray Ephesian prayers for your loved ones and, and for others in the church. Amen. And, you, and you'll begin to see change come. He goes on to say, a battle stance against the unseen structure, a satanic structure. All of this armor is not just a passive protection and facing the enemy. It's offensively against these satanic forces. Note Paul's final directive. We are to be praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit. Thus prayer is not so much a weapon or even a part of the armor. It is a much by means which we engage in the battle itself and the purpose for which we are armed. But on the armor of God is to be prepared for battle. Prayer is the battle itself, with God's word being our chief weapon employed against Satan during the struggle. Amen? Amen. What did I say, call this earlier? Called to duty. Why are, we're called to duty, but we have to have an established heart. You got to have a heart that's fixed on the things of God, knowing who you God is, uh, not only who God is, but who God is in you and who you are in, in the spirit. Amen. You're a giant in the spirit if you're allowed it yourself to be. So we're to do that, but I'm, I'm thankful that we're called for such a time as this. We're going to see greater things happen. We're going to see the kingdom infiltrated with more, more people coming to know Jesus in this day and this hour. I believe the Living Word Family Church is going to be the, right on the edge of all what's going on in Jesus' name. We're proclaiming that tonight. So I got to get off here, but be, be blessed. Father, we thank you for everyone in the sound of my voice. You've called us out of this darkness to be a light in, the dark, uh, in that darkness so we can go forth doing the greater things that you would have us to do in this day and this hour. Not miss our opportunity to be all you called us to be. And I know everybody out there in the sound of my voice is going to draw near to you so they can do the will of God in their life. And we just thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. See you next time. Thanks again for listening. To hear more messages like this one, 
Make sure to subscribe and check out our podcast channel for past episodes. And if you enjoyed today's message, consider sharing it with a friend. For more content and information about Living Word, check out our website at livingwordfamily.org. And remember to live the gospel and preach the gospel.